Hi, it's Ann Cakey. It's been a while. I'm back again. Today, I'm going to talk about the temporary people in our lives. You know, one thing I noticed, the temporary people that come into our lives damage us the most. We don't see it in the moment, but after a while, we realize how much they impact our lives. I I realized this because I was going through a short period of time where I met someone and I really thought that person was worthy of me. And then I realized that person kept repeating to me that, hey, I'm not in my element. I wish I could give you 100% of me, but I can't. But I still like you. It made me think, what am I doing with myself? Like, am I going to sit and let this person just waste my time till they get better or worse? So I explained to this person that you cannot be with somebody when you're not 100% you. If that means you don't love yourself, that means you're not where you're supposed to be and you're going to use me to fill that temporary void. And once you become 100% you, you're going to realize that I'm not what you want. And he didn't understand. This person kept insisting that we should make things work. And if you know me, I don't do long distance. I vow never to do long distance again. I've been in one long distance relationship and it really didn't lead me anywhere. So I vowed not to do that. So, I I was like, hey, you cannot put me in that position where I have to make you happy. I have to be that constant person that reminds you that, hey, it's going to be better. Things will get better. Like, constantly finding different ways to cheer you up. And I realized I'm not even the only person in this person's life that's doing all of this work. So I asked for some space because it was just becoming too much. Every time we spoke, it's always about this person's problem and how we can solve it. And we never get anywhere. We never speak about anything about ourselves. We don't have any interest And to think about it, a lot of women are probably going through this. A lot of men are going through this. You're not okay. Life is not going well. But yet you feel the need to have somebody around you. There's nothing wrong about having someone around you. But if you realize that your pattern, the constant communication you guys have, is always about yourself and your problems 
and there's no solution coming up with these conversations, it's going to get boring. It's going to get overwhelming. Your partner is going to be tired and things are not going to work out. And once you are okay with yourself and reality sets in because within these periods that y'all trying to find a solution to each other's problem, y'all ignoring red flags, y'all ignoring other behaviors or emotions that's happening or taking place, and it's going to affect somebody in this situation and what if you're okay with yourself and you're ready to move on you're like no this person is not for me I'm not going to make it work because that's not me you've literally damaged that person because they've been able to sacrifice their time for you and now that you're better you're ready to walk away from them And if you think about it, it happens more often than you think. Friendships, you find a friend, they fill in that void, they say the right things in that moment. And then once you're better, you realize you don't need them anymore because whatever it is that they do does not please you. So you need to be cautious about those temporary people in your life because it can cost you a lot of long-term trauma and damage so with that being said I got questions from uh, a person that actually pays attention to my podcast and this person is very interested in a lot of things that um I talk about on this podcast. So I'm gonna answer these questions. First question is from addiction. Do you still have trust issues? I do, but in this situation I let go of my fears. For once in my life I was like I'm gonna be comfortable with this person and let go of my fears. Um, my fear was not being able to deal with myself after um, a heartbreak. Uh, I don't think I've experienced a heartbreak. So for me to be able to deal with that, especially if I like somebody, that I don't know how I would go about it because not only am I a parent, I'm a single parent, and then I don't have anybody else to talk to. So will I take my emotions out on my child or will I just stay reserved and not speak? You know, I feel like I've seen firsthand trauma where, you know, I had a family member I lived with that would lock herself up in the room for weeks, months, and only come out to use the bathroom. She would not eat. She would not drink any water, just starve herself in the room, 
not speak to anybody, just get very irritated, agitated if we ever said anything to her. And I refuse to be that person to put my child in such a traumatic moment, you know? So as a parent, I'm very cautious about whether I want to date or not. You know, having a partner to satisfy my needs seems like a better option for me as of right now than to actually commit myself to something. Because, you know, let's take this person, for example. This person came to see me my first week moving into a new city, make sure I was okay, we had a good time, and all of that. But in the moment of having a good time, this person offended me by talking about another person whereby he was like, oh, the person wrote him on IG stating that, oh, you're my city and you didn't even hit me up. And then I see you texting that person back that, oh, I missed you. And then it's like, you delete the text right in front of me. So it's like, what are you hiding? You know, and that was step one. Step two was I feel like he kept doing things deliberately to... I don't know what to say, to kind of put me off so whereby I can walk away. That was my thinking, okay, whereby I thought the person wanted me to walk away from them rather than them speaking out and saying something. You know, certain people do things deliberately without having to say it, you know, because they feel like it's better they do something that would make you want to walk away compared to them having to actually speak out and tell you how they feel, but would deny it that that's not what they wanted to do. So pretty much that was something that I realized, like I was trying to help this person out. The person asked me for help on something and then immediately I help out. You know, I see things on this person's phone, like you're trying to show me something to see. You know, it's like, well, one, you're sharing your screen with me and then I'm seeing things outside, outside of whatever I've helped you with. You just switch to a different screen so I can see something and talk about it. I don't know. Um, That was another thing, you know, and. I just kept seeing things that were not okay for me. So with that being said, I had to walk away from that. Um, also, that person constantly wanted me to, you know, acknowledge how good they looked every day. I don't mind, but when it becomes a constant thing, I'm a good looking person to myself, wherever things otherwise that's on them. But for me to actually 
tell you as a guy that you look good every single day when I don't look for that um, constant, is it, I don't know, what's the word again? Um, Not constant reminder, but that's a word for it anyway. If a guy really wants you to always compliment them every single time, every day and you don't seek that validation exactly the word is validation if you as a female does not seek that validation that man seeks that validation all the time i find it is a problem maybe you have a little self-esteem but at the end of the day i don't just choose you for your beauty that's why i don't like men that always want to be the center of attention because I don't like being the center of attention I go where I need to go I sit down I act accordingly and then I go or like you know you just I don't know I just feel like he always wanted that constant validation he said he's too good for me at one point and I was just like yeah, this is definitely not going for me. And then the last strike was when he went to a different city and I was like, oh, I have a friend there. He's like, oh, well, you should like tell your friend to come hang with me since you don't like me. And this was after we had established like, oh, yeah, you know, we're actually gonna date. And I was just like, okay, yeah, this is not it. I have to walk away like I need to do myself that favor and walk away because, you know, if I put myself in this situation, it's going to drive me crazy. And you know what? The red flag that I missed was when he made it seem like he was the good guy in his previous relationship. It was just like, oh, okay, you're the good guy. You know, sometimes some men are the good guys. You have to believe them. But that was not it. He's not the good guy. He comes off as the good guy. He's one of those guys that feel like, oh, a gift is going to solve this problem. Like, okay, let me get them something they really like. Or I think they like, you know, just to kind of make things better. Um, I'm not perfect either. I have anger issues. I have so much trauma. Um, but it doesn't mean that I project that on people. It's more of a thing where I try to find a balance. And if I'm pushing myself too far, I try to stay quiet just so I don't overdo it. Because once I overdo things, that means I'm getting disrespectful. And I hate for people to see me get disrespectful. Next question is, is there something one can do to win your trust totally? Honestly, I feel like... Okay, so to me right now, I don't feel like um I know 100% of what anybody can do to win my trust be it male or female just being around me in general um I feel like 
you know, trust comes easily for me when I meet you. But the minute you say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing, you you just move differently, that is automatically taken away from you. So now I'm walking on eggshells with you for a very long time. Even with that, people can fake a lot of things for a long period of time. Watch them come up and whatever they have to say will be sad. Um, so with me, if it comes to a man, um, I feel like if I ever introduce my child to you and we're hanging out, I need to see your two hands in your pockets or somewhere very far away from my kid, (laughs) both hands legs, whatever, um, that's, like, a big trauma for me, like, I've had to be very 100% clear with my dad that doesn't mean that you're a bad person, that's just my way of you communicating that, hey, I'm, I'm clean, I'm I'm trustworthy. I accept all your decisions. If you don't want your child sitting on my lap, that's cool. You know, we will play in a safe manner. That's the only trauma I have for myself and my kid. Because, you know, yeah, you, you trust your kid with somebody. Besides holding hands with her, that's it. Even that, I don't know. But until I give you that permission, you're not allowed to. Um, I don't know. It's it's a very important thing for me. Like I just feel like even when your kids are teenagers, uh, even though they can speak, doesn't mean they can verbally communicate their emotions with you anything that has happened to them, especially if they see on TV or on social media that people are being, you know, bullied for speaking out about abuse and rape and whatnot, you know? So just because your child can speak doesn't mean that they can communicate with you as the parent that, hey, you know, I know you like so-and-so, but this is what this person did to me. And majority of parents are so in love and so happy with that comfort, that life that, that they're living, that they forget to actually listen to their kids. A lot of parents are afraid to lose that luxury that they're living in with whoever they're with, that they would let the kids suffer at the expense of living in luxury or comfort. I refuse to be that parent. I'd rather live in a shelter than to watch my kid suffer and I don't even know about it. And 
I think I'm happy. We're all happy. I've seen it. I'm firsthand witness. And I refuse. I'd rather be single for the rest of my life. And I'm not taking that back. Uh, next question is, what are the ways you think your childhood affection brings to you? Mm, I don't know if it's affection, which is more emotionally, or how it affected me. Um, so we're talking about affection. I feel like I grew up with some type of affection, but it wasn't from my biological parents. Somebody can show you emotional affection, but is it 100%? You would never know. Because if that person is hugging you one minute and then next minute brutally abusing you, physically abusing you, verbally abusing you, like to the extreme, um, do you really consider that affection? You know, yes, discipline is there, but... At the end of the day, I don't think you should be beating on your kids and you're, you know, ruining their clothes or peeing on themselves in front of you and you're still trying to discipline them. Like, how far can you take it, though? You know, um, I feel like I'm very soft on my daughter, but I'm also trying to find a balance as a parent you know, not being too extremely um, strict, like giving a, a safe environment for communication as well as uh, bringing discipline to play. Um, you know, if it's affected me physically in any way, I just don't want anybody to raise my kid like I get very paranoid when I take my child to daycare or a learning center because I just overthink um even I tried to even go work a full-time job so many times even though like my business actually helps me a hundred percent like I've tried to go work a full-time job different places just to get my mind off of what she does at school and whatnot but I just can't seem to bring myself to oh my god you just take your child to a random place you don't know these people just because the government says it's okay for them to go it's okay so you just send them there and they're there with a whole bunch of other kids that you don't know or who are they letting into these daycares, blah, blah, blah. Like, my mind just be racing so much, and it just, it's just too much, you know. It's affected me mentally. Um, I take naps, I go and read, I exercise, I binge eat, binge watch TV. Like, I don't know, it's just so much that happens, um, but... You know, I try to talk to people my age. I try to talk to people older than me, younger than me, just to get a different perspective. Like, hey, you know, when you had your sisters, when you had younger sisters, how how were things? How did your parents react? And, you know, I do read post-traumatic um, books or, 
you know, join these webinars to kind of understand all this post-traumatic stress. Um, and it's helping, kind of. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um, let's move on to the next question. I can talk on and on and on. Are you really on the uh in the healthcare field did i help you in your trust issues or the need to understand people being in the healthcare field gives you a medium perspective but everything is political everything is run through politics the media everything and these things are being put out there, brought into the country. And then it's all political. Drugs, fashion, whatever, alcohol. Like, people are talking about liver and kidney diseases. But all these alcohol is being produced and put on the market. And being consumed and done, they bring a test for it and then you have to get treated or you have to stop drinking alcohol taking sugars whatever like everything is just political and sometimes you understand but the system is just too much you know africa uh, problem is not big at all but it's made big for some reason our only problem is that there's greed in Africa. If not, that should be the most comfortable place on earth to live. No cap. How old is your child? Was her age and her birthday? What's her name? I do not speak on that. <laughs> That's too personal. Have you cried over a crush? Yes. I've cried within the past week or two a lot. And I had to literally step away from my phone, literally not answer this person's call, even though it's like so hurtful, so painful. Like you have this codependency on this person. You speak to this person all the time, every day numerous times a day throughout your day like you know and it it's overwhelming because you know what the last question I had to say to this person you're constantly asking me for help but have you ever sat down to ask me what I need and all this person said was they're sorry but constantly calls me to ask for help um, I'm always single. I've never been in a relationship. I just be trying and everything ends with an error. So I'm always single. That's the last question. Are you single? Yes, I am. I'm always single. Single till proven otherwise. <laughs> um, one more thing. I I know a liar when I meet one. Because this person is very dishonest to me. One reason. Uh, you reach out to me saying you miss me. You, you want to speak to me. You want to interact with me. Like you 
desperately need to speak to me. And then we speak. I'm like, we don't have anything else to say. There's not much to talk about. And then you call me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to return your call. See what's up. I call you at 7 o'clock p.m. You don't return my call till the next morning, 9.42 in the morning. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, um, it's giving an obsessive, repulsive attitude. I can't deal with that. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening to me. Don't forget to share your stories, your experiences with me on Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, wherever I would respond to you. Um, Stay positive. Do not allow temporary damage in your life. Have a good one. Bye.